SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Lunchtime with the Limemakers, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot from the KSHB Studios in Las Vegas on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Coming Thursday on Sirius 204. Uh, that's going to be good fun. And we do, just for the folks in Vegas, we do an hour leading into the show on the Sports Grid Radio Network, and it will also be on Sirius. So we're actually on 11 to 1. We'll be on uh, Sirius and on the Sports Grid Radio Network. And just a point of logistics we do the first hour in the production studio which is a nice little setup yes and then we come running into the main studio here so we got about a minute and 30 seconds to get over here sit down and get going and have we got this down to a science are we getting better at this you know, well we're getting better at it i mean I, it's I, only a 25 foot or a, what yeah. now, about a what a 50 foot walk i yeah, in in there, I I think the the, the first week I kind of panicked thinking, but 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 two minutes is more time than you think it is, right? In, in that in this scenario anyway, so I so I don't I don't I'm not rushed now. I I know that I can make it. So it's, oh, I know two minutes, uh, two hours or three hours times three, so 180 minutes. Uh, yeah, that I'm with you. Every day, I love it. <laughs> I love it. We're having a good time. By the way, Vegas Hockey Outline. If you're a hockey fan, we invite you to check out KSHP.com. We have the Listen Live function. At Brian Blessing on Twitter, at Stevie Slapshot on Twitter. We put the links for all the shows that will be out there. Uh, but if you're a hockey fan, and hockey's about to start, the training camps are open. Uh, so we're just saying to the folks on the Sports Grid Radio Network, check out Vegas Hockey Online. If you're a hockey fan, we think you'll like it. it you know, talk A lot of talk about the Golden Knights, but a lot about the NHL. And today, one of our very favorite guests is joining us, Dennis Bernstein from TheFourthPeriod.com. Canada and the United States, gold medal game, 6.30 p.m. Pacific time, NHL Network. Canada put the Sasquatch foot on Russia yesterday. And I was watching a game with my wife. And it's funny, like all, all the tournament games are broadcast by TSN. The U.S. games are called by a couple of U.S. guys. I think they do a great job. They know so much about the, but I mean, they got. I mean, the, the pom poms are out pretty hard. I haven't been watching. Uh, it. It, it's Homer City. Okay, but, but but the thing is, like the guy he's talking about. Oh, you know, they're up two, and they can put this game away. And I'm going. And I know this guy. He's really good. But I mean, this is an international tournament. You, you're trying. You're telling me, you're going to stick a fork in the fins. The Finns were down to so it came back tied at U.S. wins it on a late wrist shot with a minute 16 to go or whatever. But I'm telling you, the Finns in any international tournament, we get to the Olympics, bet the Finns. They do not quit. Listen, 
Russia won't even invade Finland because they're scared of the Finns. The right? I mean, the Finns yeah. don't have an ounce of quit in them. That yeah. was a hockey game last yeah. night. Oh, that well, was awesome. Well, look at look at all the Finnish players throughout the NHL. They're, they're, they are all gamers, right? They don't they they don't they just keep coming. I, I I'm I'm impressed with the Finnish team. I'm I'm looking forward. Uh, Adam Burke, our our guest, the first hour said that he would send me a link so that I can watch it tonight on, on my computer. I'm looking forward to it. This Canadian goaltender, his name I'm forgetting right now. Levi. So, uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, he, he, if he is able to record a shutout tonight, and that won't he's be not, easy. He's not recording a shutout. All, all right. But, but he, I think he's still, even if he gives up one maybe, he still has the possibility of having lowest goals against yeah. in the World Juniors in history. Well, but, but see, take a run. There's a real grain of salt there. Okay. They were in by a million miles, the weaker pool. Okay. The only team that could was even capable of giving them a push in that bracket was Finland. Okay. They had the Swiss, Austria. They played nobody. I just I want to I want to see this kid and see what he looks like to me. And it doesn't he's mean he's playing good. Even, even even if he does again tonight, it doesn't mean necessarily anything going forward. Manny Legacy had a had a great World Juniors. And Manny Legacy was a was an NHL goaltender, but he didn't have you know he's not going to the Hall of Fame. Oh, by the way, I'll mention I'll bring this up on Vegas Hockey Hotline, but just as a point of discussion for the folks here in Vegas, uh, our buddy Mike Harrington from the Buffalo News, great guy, uh, regular guest, wrote an article on, on, with Cody Eakin, okay, who's now with the Sabers, right. but he was asking him about the World Juniors because Eakin was on the team. Uh, I think it was uh, however many years ago. It was the biggest oh, collapse oh, ever. Oh, five? Oh, five. It was the biggest collapse right. ever. No, no, that's no? Not, that's 15 years ago. Okay. No, but they had a 3 nothing lead over Russia in the third period oh, and lost 5-3. Yeah. It was like the, the big, the home run collapse of all time. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, it hurt. He goes, but the memories of a lifetime, blah, blah, blah. Because uh, it, it was played in Buffalo. So they were asking oh, right, Eakin about it. Right. And he said, no, it hurt. He said, but at the end of the day, when you look back, and this is the beauty of this, he said, the team, the guys that scored when Russia came back and won, mm -hmm. Panarin. Right, I remember Panarin. Tarasenko. Right. Kuznetsov. Okay. All right. So what we're talking about is the guys you're watching in that game tonight, mm -hmm. there are going to be a boatload of them that are going to be the best players in the NHL in seven years. Right. That's what you're looking at. That's how good this thing is. I'm, I'm, again, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching tonight. I'm, I'm, and I'm looking forward to watching the, the USA guys and see what they have, see what they're made of. All right, it's going to be great. we got Tony Neville, Treasure Island. He is in the on-deck circle. We get the fun started for you here on a Tuesday. Sportsbook Radio, keep it right here. What is the winning edge? It's sports news you can use. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Your network. All right, it's a Tuesday, Sportsbook Radio, AM 1400, KSHB, and on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Sirius 204 coming up on Thursday. We're looking forward to that very much. But when it's Tuesday, we got a bunch of stuff to look forward to, Stevie. Yes, we do. One is John Smith subs. Buy one sub, any size. 
get one free. 9701 West Flamingo. Good eating. Hockey season's coming back, man. I have the Golden Knights game. We'll talk to Larry over there. They're going to have some Golden Knights specials. It's going to be good. All right, so good eating. Our friends at Oasis 4955 South Decatur, they got the gaming promotions. The machines are at the bar, social distancing, but they do with the $5,000 cash back to players. Vinny Maliulo is going to join us tomorrow on Sportsbook Radio, so that'll be good fun. But also on a Tuesday, it's Tony Tuesday. One, yeah. of our, one of our favorite guests. He puts a smile on our face. We're sure he puts a smile on your face. All around good guy. Terrific odds maker from Treasure Island. Low one, the only Tony Neville. And I'm just wondering, Stevie, I think, you know what? He yeah. is drumroll worthy. There you go. Hello. <laughs> How about that? You know, there you go. Oh, that was great, Brian. Good to hear from both of you guys. <laughs> I told Stevie, I said, I said, we got a problem on our hands. He said, what's that? I said, oh, I talked to Tony Neville today. I said, Tony told me the, the new highlight of his day is Stevie's thoughts at the end of the radio show. <laughs> You're a lonely, lonely man, Tony. Oh, I was listening to those thoughts yesterday, and they were just rambling right off the tip of the tongue. <laughs> and I can't wait. I'm hoping today, if you have that after your hockey show, that we'll be able to hear your thoughts on Canada versus the USA and the juniors. Yeah, we just did it in the first game. It's going to be a great game. Uh, oh, boy, you better believe it. Oh, man. And unfortunately, around here now, I mean, nobody's, nobody's putting that bad boy up, are they? No, not that I can see. I know yeah. we're not over here, but just for pure, unadulterated oh. thought process of watching what's taking place up in Edmonton, uh, these young men and, and, and just the – tenacity that they have uh, skating up and down the ice. I'll tell you what, these guys look like they're on super speed because they fly faster to me than what, what I was watching with the Golden Knights. These kids get up and down the ice time and time again just at the blink of an eye. Well, you know, the funny thing is that game last night with Finland was amazing. The U.S. had a 3-1 lead. Finland fought back late tied at U.S. won it a little over a minute to go. And the kid boldy for the u.s team talk about selling out he stepped in sh- in front of a slap shot with 12 seconds to go blocked it it was a, you know these kids are playing their lungs out and that is pure passion and you know what? the thing i would if i could compare it to anything tony i love the world junior tournament sports is so corporate and big business and we bad and all this other stuff um, but from a just a pure a joy and a sports aspect of it you know, these kids are playing for their country and they're playing their lungs out. It's kind of like why I love the first two days of March Madness so much where the Cinderella gets a shot against the big boy, but there's that pure, unadul- pure unadulterated joy of sports that seems to be on display in these kind of things. Oh, yeah, and, and, and the dejection that you saw oh. from the uh, Finnish team when it was over with, you realized that how much of their heart and soul that they had uh, poured out to tie up that game only to lose it uh, probably about a minute and a half or two minutes later after they just tied up the game. But uh, that slap shot that that kid took, uh, I guess he took it in the A-double-S, as they say. Uh, it came scooting across the ice, but, boy, he blocked it perfectly. <laughs> and I thought maybe that was what they call planking on ice. <laughs> you know, by the way, it's funny you mentioned that. Just a suggestion from an idiot in Las Vegas. You know, Finland suffers like 
incredible heartbreak. And they stand there, and because it, they named the top players of the game and then the top players of the tournament after the semis. And these kids have to go up and get their picture taken, you know, receiving a watch. And they all got tears in their eyes. It's like, don't make those kids go through that. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Hell, the one kid in Sweden, when they lost the gold medal game a few years ago, they gave him the silver medal and he threw it into the stands. <laughs> don't you don't put those kids through that for a watch. I would agree with that. Well, Brian, the only thing I take exception with is, and I'm kind of corny about that, was I thought that that really showed the difference between being an amateur and being a professional. And before I would say anything, I know for one thing for sure, they never announced, but by looking at it just with my eyeballs, I could tell that that was not a Timex that took a ticking or took a licking and kept on ticking. And I think if you maybe looked up the brand, you might say, well, you know, that's a pretty nice little present they got there. That wasn't twenty nine ninety five down at Walmart. Oh no, it's a, it's a nice watch, but you know, just put it in their locker room stall. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, that, I hear you. That's going to be good sport tonight, uh, so we're looking forward to that, buddy. Real quick, uh, before we take a, a break, a short break, the news of the Browns: Stefanski, a wide receiver, a lineman. I mean, it is what it is, but man alive, poor Cleveland for that to happen now, and. The number was sitting in that dead zone at four and a half. And, you know, understandably, we're seeing the move. Pittsburgh now a six-point favorite. It's the world we're living in, right? Hey, you know, well, we've got that game off the board. Uh, once I saw that, I wanted to make sure because from, from what I'm hearing, uh, you know, but one thing you have to remember is, were they? was it possible that it was a, a false positive? Is it possible there were two false positives? So I think after we get additional testing going on, uh, I don't know if this was done with the with the Q-tip stuck up the nostril near the brain or if this was one of these deals where they did some bloodletting off the thumb to determine whether or not they were positive or negative. But I, I just I want to take more of a wait-and-see attitude on this game because it, it's very important. This means that they've shut down the Browns facility, I think, about three times in four days. So that means no films being watched other than – maybe what might be sent out in an email or something to the various players, and no team meetings. And I find that very, very, very disappointing at this time of the year, but that's all you could do when you have a silent assassin like you do with this COVID nonsense. Uh, let me just ask you this, Tony. Of the six games, uh, what kind of action has been attracted, side total, uh, that's caught your eye that you can see maybe being a little steam? We, we understand the development with Cleveland, but how about elsewhere? Uh, you know, well, who's the team that? Uh, where are you from? Uh huh. Did you tell me you're from uh, yeah, the up mon- in the north northwest yeah. corner of uh, New York? Money on the Colts. The, uh, money on the Colts. Niagara Falls. No, yeah. we're getting money on the Bills. Really? Money on the Bills. On the other side, we're down there. We're taking money on the underdog on Sunday on the Titans, and no action really on the totals. And of course, they hammered us on the Steelers because somebody found out before we did that uh, there was going to be some players missing, so we got some money line action on the Steelers. Traditionally, we get all the play on the minuses in the book, and then with the underdogs, it all comes in on the money line. So we'll have to wait and see what the crowd's going to be like this weekend. This was an extremely long weekend from Christmas through New Year's, but we're hoping that with all the shutdowns taking place over in California, a few of those folks get cabin fever and are anxious to get over here to Nevada 
where we can uh, fill the restaurants with 25% and the sports books. Uh, we'll get by, but we'll have uh, separated seating there also. But we're looking for, for some real action here Saturday and Sunday. We just hope that to reach out with these room rates to get the folks from California over here to get away from the, uh, you know, the nonsense that they're going through over there. And it's not really nonsense. It's just everybody has a different outlook on how to protect each other. And one thing we require here, Brian and Steve, is you must wear your mask unless you're drinking or eating and that you keep some social distancing between yourselves. I thought you, you didn't trademark your saying. What do you call it? Uh, anti-social distancing. Yeah, well, I didn't trademark it, but it does feel anti-social. And we're looking forward to the future. I mean, come on. We're getting ready to start up the National Hockey League here in another week. And we're just moving forward, taking it one day at a time, because that's all the man upstairs gives us. That's right, man. All right, we're more with Tony Neville from Treasure Island coming up in the On Deck Circle. Sportsbook Radio, AM 1400 KSHP. And with you on the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, back with you, Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. It's Tony Tuesday, Tony Neville, our good friend from Treasure Island. The Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sports Bar. Man, that joint will be jumping for the playoff games this weekend. Super wild card weekend, Tony. Yeah, we've had great uh, crowds here, uh, you know, over the holidays. Unbelievable. South side, north side of the bar. The beautiful thing is we can put the sound on one game over there on the south side of the bar. We can put the sound of another game inside the race and sports book. And then if you're sitting in the race and sports book, we do have those flat screen LEDs that if you want to sit there and hear a game different than the two that we have the sound on, you have the ability there. And if you bring your earplug, you can plug it in and tune everybody out and just uh, be sitting there in what we call an Arkansas hog heaven. <laughs> Uh, every day uh, uh, feels like a weekend over at TI, right, Tony? Yeah, every day feels like that. i tell you what happened, though, is uh, this past month, I can't attest to too many other folks, but I think I set a record from December 1st to January 4th. Uh, I think that was the end of the holiday. Oh, no, actually, it was extended. Oh, through, yeah, through the Sunday to the 3rd, I went one cash. I cashed one ticket in horse racing. And I think I left about uh, close to 20 tickets on the floor. Mm-hmm. So I would like to encourage anybody that knows a little bit or a lot about horse racing to please come over and give me a couple of lessons because whatever I thought I learned in the last 45 years, I found out I didn't know anything. But, yeah, every day's a good day <laughs> over here. You know, we're serving cold beers. We're serving those sandwiches. Uh, we're serving pizza over here. We, You know, you, you can do it all inside the Golden Circle. You know, we got the video poker machines. We got the Konami horse race machine. And it's it's that's, just that that's, it's a may, comfortable may, environment. Maybe that's where you should be playing the ponies, but Yeah, I think I should be on that machine. Lord knows I could go uh, one in 20 over there. Hey, by the way, on the, on the horse racing front, you know, we're into January. I love, like, Oakland will be coming soon. But the two-year-olds... And now our three-year-olds, they had a birthday. 
But you know Baffert's going to be rolling them out, Chad Brown and the, and Pletcher. Uh, the Kentucky Derby watch. We got to we got to start doing some work here. Start hunting for the, the the Derby winner. And and the thing is, after all these years, the model of winning the Derby has changed. Where an unraced two year old can indeed win the doggone thing. That's right. But according to what we saw this last weekend, life is good, huh? Life is good. What a monster. Although, I will say, uh, that's a horse that ran at Santa Anita. Tony gave the heads up. Horse went off like one to five. Uh, it wasn't a walkover. I mean, the horse got pressed a little bit. I mean, only won by what, a length? Well, that's good, though. I mean, you need to have that take place mm-hmm. because we've had a few of those that could win by 10 lengths for two races, and then they get into a more meaningful type race with better horses and better competition. Then all of a sudden you find out a horse that needs to go a mile and a 16th or a mile and eight can do just about six and a half or seven furlongs. And that's their distance limitation. Hey, buddy, listen. But it was a good start. You and I, for the past several years, you know, we, we team up and keep our eyeballs open and call each other try to find a winner hell we had we had a win we had a derby future together on whitmore however many years ago whitmore ended up winning the breeders cup sprint this year it's distance was the problem for him yeah that was his big problem of course i think he won an oakland sprint championship four years in a row to become the uh, king of sprint racing over at oakland park and by the way we're still anxiously waiting from the nevada paramutual association to send us the contracts for oakland park we're getting very, very close, and uh, I'm starting to get a little bit nervous, but we're hoping that this week we receive those contracts because Oakland is one of the premier racing organizations across the United States of America that sends many horses not only to the Breeders' Cup but to the Triple Crown Classics. All right, buddy, this weekend with the extra games, it's great. I mean, Indy Buffalo, Rams Seattle, Tampa Washington on Saturday – Baltimore, Tennessee, Chicago, New Orleans, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, uh, the get-out game on Sunday. Uh, we were talking in the first hour with Adam Burke, but uh, a lot of them, they, they all have their compelling, you know, things for each of these games. But, boy, oh, boy, I, I just I look at that Baltimore-Tennessee game, Tone, and the money finally got this down to the key number of three. Baltimore favored on the road, totals 55. That sure looks to me like who has the ball last wins. That should be a great game. You know, uh, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, a little bit surprised uh, maybe that the number was what it was, but when I wrote down my power rankings and got ready for this week, uh, personally, I have the Ravens about six and a half points better than the Titans. I don't know that that will come to fruition, but I will be looking for that number to go lower and possibly look at taking the road team uh, there for that game. But, you know, you, both these teams – have been somewhat inconsistent. When they look good, they look like world champions. When they look bad, they look like they shouldn't have made the playoffs. So that'll be a great game. And that game is going to be, I believe, Sunday at 10 a.m. So make sure you set your alarm because this will be smash face football. Hey, I got to ask you, the Rams-Seattle game, we've been seeing a, a little dough coming in here on the Rams, not knowing about golf. And you got the Wolford kid who, okay, played a game. He was more than serviceable. It wasn't great, but he protected the football for the most part. They played two games. This is the rubber match. They played two defensive stalwart kind of battles. Totals only 42 and a half. But we're seeing money on the Rams. Is that 
more a fade on Seattle or, or some somebody out there thinking Goff's actually going to go here? Well, I don't know. I was thinking about he'll probably try to make a go of it, but it's three screws, I believe, and the thumb was what the early uh, prognostication was going to be and has broken my he thumb could, on my throwing hand before. That doesn't bode well. He could puncture the football. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, you know, here, here we are. John Walford, the backup, wasn't too terribly bad. They threw the ball 38 times. Uh, last week against Arizona, he only threw for 231 yards. It was all Bernie Kosar, six yard down and outs for the most part. <laughs> A Bernie Kosar got... reference. Well, you know, for those people that remember the Cleveland Browns when they were thought to be pretty darn good, you almost have to step back at Bernie Kosar time. And when you look at his quarterback rating of 64.7, you realize that that's probably not going to win you a Super Bowl. And I don't know if that kind of rating would win you a wild card playoff game, but time will tell. And the running game, um, we'll have to see what the, what the Rams can put together on the field. It, it's very, very interesting because we don't have any doubts about their defense, Brian. The, Tony, two thoughts came to mind for me when I saw the number move. Either, either the guys with the money who like to move the numbers are, are moving the Rams to then come back over the top with Seattle or – Somebody, I, I wonder if there are people out there that think that the Wolford might be the better option. They're hoping he plays. It, it, it doesn't look right now like Goff's going to go. That, that, that's the early stuff. Now, we'll see. That may change as we get closer to game time. But I, I'm just wondering if, if someone's, you know, watched Wolford last week and said, well, well, we got a better chance with Wolford. I think and the other thing I would just chime in, Tony, I mean, or it's a play on the Rams defense because it, Donald and Ramsey – uh, they, they get after you pretty good. Yes, they do, Brian. And on this game, I only had a half-point difference uh, in the power rankings between the Rams and the Seahawks. The Seahawks only a half a point better. So, again, I'll be looking at this game, and I'll probably be looking at the underdog um, for this upcoming weekend, not to be too heavily overloaded one way or the other, because I think the public's going to come in on the Seahawks and I think uh, those other guys that come in two-fisted with uh, book satchels and things like that will probably come in with the West Coast Los Angeles representative. So we got the, the two games, Tampa Bay's eight and a half at Washington, and the Saints are nine and a half or ten at home with Chicago. D- do you envision either of those big dogs pulling off an upset? Oh, would I like to see that? Yes, I would. I know every ticket will start with Jimmy Tommy Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. And, <laughs> but uh, on that power ranking, Brian, I only got have the Buccaneers six and a half point favorite over Washington. And I'll, I'll watch that game uh, Sunday night, uh, which I still can't explain from a Philadelphia perspective. I, I noticed, and I'm hoping that Washington plays it uh, a very uh, clock control type of game. And I think that's the only shot they've got because Tommy Brady and his bunch, they're capable of looking like a million dollars and it's whether or not they can carry it for four quarters. They have actually in the last three, four games, that offense has really come together uh, for Tampa. I, I've already uh, played Tampa Bay, uh, figuring the number would go up. But but Washington's defense is good. It wouldn't surprise me if they snuck inside the number. And, and Tony, we got about a minute here, but I'm just curious. 
I really believe that game's, you know, a correlated deal, certainly on the Washington side. If Washington's in this game, it's lower scoring. Um, and the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay in the over, it would be correlated maybe to a lesser degree. But when you feel something along those lines, do you put a shade on a, on a game if you think it's a correlated side in the total? Uh, well, because these numbers are so low, Brian, I, I really won't put that much emphasis on it. I mean, if it was maybe a different week and, and superior team playing inferior team, I would look at doing it that. I think the biggest question here is what will Tommy Brady and his bunch play like in, uh, what do you call that, Landover, Maryland? Yes. And I think that's the big question. What will they play like on a different surface than their home surface? All right. Tony Neville, one more segment with our good friend from Treasure Island. Hey, we'll talk about Ohio State and Bama. That's coming your way next. Sportsbook Radio, AM 1400 KSHP on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Serious 204 beginning on a Thursday. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back with you here, Sportsbook Radio. Lunchtime with the linemakers, Brian Blessing, Stevie Sletcher. Tony Neville, Treasure Island, kind enough to join us here on Tony Tuesday. We love having Tony Neville on. He's a great guy. Uh, but the championship game, uh, Bama, Ohio State. Uh, I'm seeing the majority of places, seven and a half. Uh, there's some sevens out there. Bama's favorite, total is 75 and a half. What do you got at T.I.? Actually, right now we're sitting at seven minus three nickels. Uh, open the game at six and a half. Try to see which way the people were going to bet the game. I didn't know whether or not they would take Bama. I thought they might, but uh, everybody I'm speaking to believes the dog has a big bite this year. So I'm not going to try to let what happened Sunday night in that game uh, happen to me on Monday night. I'm going to try to keep that game at seven without going up to seven and a half. And I think I'm going to get good two-way action, uh, whether it's seven minus three nickels or seven flat. What do you make of this total, 75 and a half? I think it's way too high. Even though both teams' defenses have lacked all year long, I think there will be a little bit, typically, if the first quarter starts out slow, which I have no reason to believe that it will start out fast. It makes it extremely difficult when the fourth quarter comes around because some teams may sit on a lead if they get out there by 10 points. And uh, I just I think it's awfully, awfully high. So I'll be leaning towards the under, but uh, we'll wait and let the public determine which direction this number needs to go. It's been kind of a goofball college football season. Uh, I'm curious, though. I mean, two high-profile teams, games sitting on a key number with a ridiculous total. How, how monstrous will the handle be here, or is it a down year all the way around in college football? Well, it's going to be down just because we, we don't typically do the business now Monday through Thursday that we normally do. We'll have a lot of people taking a lot of tickets home with them this weekend for return trips back here to Treasure Island. But as long as the weather stays good, I think that you'll have a lot of parlays 
possibly going into the Monday night championship from Saturday and Sunday. So we're happy to have seven football games, Brian, to uh, get the attention of our guest. And we really look forward to uh, probably good two-way action almost on all these games. I think the, the game that's going to have the biggest question mark again will be the Browns and the Steelers with the wait-and-see attitude, and that's the last game on Sunday. But Ohio State and Alabama, it's going to be a great game. And whether you think your team got left out of the playoffs this year or that they didn't play enough games or they played too many games, I really believe that this still came down to the two best teams in the country. And I think, uh, you know, if you're not in the race and sports book at the Golden Circle, order yourself a pizza, a six-pack of beer, and enjoy the festivities at 5 o'clock on Monday night. All right. So I'll prep you here, Tony. Uh, I just want to see if Stevie asked this next question talking faster because he just, during the commercial break, poured his 14th coffee of the morning. Go ahead. I was up late last night. <laughs> need, need a little kick. I don't know how you do it, man. I, I, I just mean, wa- After the third one, I'm looking to dive through a bay window. I, I just wanted to see, Tony, how the basketball is going over at TI so far. The NBA's uh, cranked up now, and uh, college basketball is fighting through this pandemic. Uh, we know that it's grueling for the NBA guys because they're already resting. What, what are we, two, two, three weeks in? The guys are resting on a nightly basis uh, to be able to get through this. But how, how is the action over TI on uh, college and pro uh, basketball? Well, let me tell you something. They were resting on day two, I believe. You I know, know they the were. Good Lord, <laughs> the good Lord, he worked for six days and rested on the seventh <laughs> when he built this place. Yeah, but he wasn't making what these guys are making. <laughs> yeah, well, he makes what everybody's making. He makes the bacon, oh, that's say. too funny. No, for us, it's uh, we're about break even on the NBA, and you know what's the typical college season for us? Uh, I've got so many adjustments to so many teams, and it doesn't matter. The, the guys that come in here, they are just beating us up on this college basketball, and they're beating us up on the first half of the games. So I'm trying to figure out. You know, if there's a move in the game, does that also mean that the first half is the best direction to go, you know, on the move? But the the punters out there are doing really good, and and that's amateurs and professionals. And and the guys that are betting us are the guys that are actually watching the games and keeping up. And, again, it's the injury report, injury report, injury report, because uh, some of these teams are coming off uh, seven or nine days' worth of uh, COVID where they don't play for a week and a half. And so some of these interruptions help a team turn it around, and in other chances it stops them flat in their tracks. And speaking of which, tonight we got a great game with Missouri down at Mississippi State. we got Connecticut at Marquette. Uh, we got North Carolina playing Miami of Florida. And uh, Florida is down at Alabama. So we've got some great matchups. And if you love college basketball – you know, enjoy it. Now that we don't have as much football on the TV, this middle of the week is, is just a great, great, great transition to go into the college basketball. And like I say, they're kicking us, uh, kicking me in the teeth, and I get a phone call or, or a little uh, memo about once a week going what's happening with the college basketball, but it's anticipated, and we're just going to move forward and hope that we have a March Madness where we can bring more and more people into the facility statewide. All right. Keep it with hoops. Go back to the NBA for a second. I'm dumb, but I'm not stupid. And sometimes it's keep it simple, stupid. And last year, Philly was a monster at home, and they couldn't win on the road. And so far this year, 
Phillies 4-0 at home, 3-1 and against the spread. Uh, they just pumped Charlotte back-to-back games in Philly. Uh, so, okay, well, we'll see if that trend continues. But that was one kind of left off from last year. But I'm curious, Tony, the bubble, we, we, we just went through that. But now you've got to throw travel into the equation. And you're throwing back-to-back games into the equation. We're only seven games in for the most part. Uh, how are you handling the power ratings with the NBA? But you do have to put travel into the equation. We're in the bubble, you did it. Well, I'll be real blunt about it. Again, Brian, I'll tell you. I let my other expert friends uh, around the state of Nevada, the Chris Andrews, the Nikki Bogdanoviches, uh, and, and whoever else around the world that uh, I watch on a daily basis, I let them fine-tune those skills for me. I, I just uh, I can't make that big of an adjustment because I look at it like this, Brian. We've never gone through anything that resembles mm-hmm. a season like we're going to see this year or like we saw uh, finish up with the championship this past year with the Lakers. So for me, it's always wait and see because I don't think that you can say, hey, this is ideal for one team and, and look at it and find out the same equation doesn't work with a different brand name, whether it's the Cavaliers, the Indiana Pacers, LA Clippers, or, or Philadelphia 76ers. So I don't think there's a whole lot of rhyme or reason to it, but there are some teams that are playing better. The Knicks are playing a little bit better. I think the Brooklyn Nets have disappointed a few of the punters in here. So, it's just erratic. And the way I look at it, and I'm watching the volatility of moving my future book line on a daily basis, that's the one thing I do is I try to keep up with the trends on, on who's winning games in a row and who's losing. And right now the Sixers are on a four-game winning streak, and uh, the Spurs are on a four-game losing streak. So, I, you know, I, for me it's just trend following in the, in the NBA. All right, so let me ask you, though, it, because – it's a unique time. It's not business as usual, and the betters have to be adaptable. You guys have to be adaptable. How are you approaching this differently, or how are you different as an odds maker today in the world we're living in than you were at this time last year when fans were at games? Are are you, are, are other books, I'm trying to think how to ask it, I mean, you know, the money usually dictates, and you're all about getting two-way action. But are you more prone to, you see something and you're like, it's coming, I know it's coming. Maybe uh, there are a handful more games. Maybe you start to move things a little bit in advance, a little more on air than money driving it. But how are you a different odds maker in this world than you were 365 days ago? Well, I think what I'm looking at is I'm still looking at most of these as being neutral sites. Um, it just, it, to me, it's all in a bubble when you don't have any fans. It's just coaches and players, uh, guys that are maintaining the clock and the referees. I, I just, I'm just following it day by day. I wish I had a real answer for you on this topic, but but for me, it, it's just looking at the scoring. I guess I'd say would be number one. Who's sending the players out, which teams have a little bit of rhythm. And some of these teams aren't scoring, and some of these teams are playing pretty good defense. So case in point, you know, Phoenix is playing a little bit better than I think most people thought. They played much better at the end of last year. They're moving 
forward, I believe. But some of these teams, it's the usual suspects down there on the bottom. And I think we're getting ready. we got so many games every day, Brian, that are between like nine points and 14, 15 points. And it, uh, it's just 30 years ago, every game was between two and a half and six and a half points. I mean, the, but, the one thing I would say, that the, the, the rub is like specifically in college basketball where you see some of these teams where games get postponed or canceled. You know, not, not a lot of these teams have any kind of rhythm. And you got teams coming off layoffs, it seems like, all the time. Yeah, and that's that's the tough trouble with the, the college teams. But, but back to this pro game, this pro game is going to take us probably a year or two years to get used to, even though it's been going on for two or three years, this passing the ball around and everybody – everybody on the team being three-point assassins. I mean, the the whole rub on the teams, I mean, the totals, 225, 228, 235. I mean, you feel like it's 1970s, Issel the Missile, and the New York Knicks, and George the Iceman Gervin, only there's four Gervins on every team, and there's four Issels on every team, Yeah, and there's no inside game. Stevie, do you, do you think – like I know Alabama. I've I've watched like Nate Oates with Alabama. The guy's going in for a layup, and he'll just uncontested layup, kick it to the corner to shoot the three. Do you think analytics has made its damn way into basketball? Oh yeah, it's made its way into all the sports, and 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 they and they are taking the three pointer because these guys in college it's a closer three pointer than in the pros. But it you know these these pros can now shoot the ball from half court. Consider I've I've seen guys in practice just launching just inside half court. And, and consistently making them. So why wouldn't you take the three? They're, they're, they're going to keep firing like like Tony says. I, I, I just I see it coming. All right. It's already here. Tell, tell them all about the, the Golden Circle Sportsbook Sports Bar, how to get there, the whole nine yards, parking's free. Well, let's tell them about this one. Before you come, dial 1-800-944-3776. Yeah. Order yourself one of these rooms that we have we've got the rooms at rock bottom rates right now make plans for today tomorrow make plans for this weekend make plans for kentucky derby make plans for the super bowl lock in that room rate you know it yeah lock in the low room rate nice move lock it in lock it in it's fun we're having fun in las vegas it's not a secret Buddy, you're the best. Thanks for doing it. Thank yep. you, Kyle. All right, man. Thanks, Tony. Tony Neville, treasure Island. He is outstanding. Stevie's thoughts. Stevie had a tough day at the office yesterday. I, I think I that's going to be our topic. Yeah, Don't go anywhere. Terrific. Coming back to wrap up Sportsbook Radio. There's a pandemic going sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com are the sports grid radio network All right, putting a lid on this edition of Sportsbook Radio. Don't forget, we'll be on Sirius 204, and that starts on Thursday, buddy. That's going to be on. Bruce Marshall is going to go join us for the first hour. Great way to come out of the gate with a guy like Bruce Marshall. Vinny Maliulo tomorrow. He'll be with us. Mark Lawrence tomorrow. Uh, Friday, we'll be out at Sunset Station with Chuck Esposito, Andy Isco, 
Steve Carp from Gaming Today comes out. So we got a lot of good stuff coming for you the rest of the week. All right, we wrap up today on Sportsbook Radio with Stevie's thoughts. And you had a tough day at the office I'm yesterday. in recovery mode this morning, Brian. Oh, buddy, was, what I, happened? No, no, it's, I'm, I'm okay. So I worked 10 years for Jim Feist, and now I have worked 18 years for Don Best. I have never, I'm telling you, I have never had an evening like I had last night. The, the first thing I did is I postponed a, a European, in fact, it was Finnish hockey game that I shouldn't have postponed. It was already taken care of. But I didn't know because I, the date was not showing on my screen for some reason. So I made that mistake. So then, that's when 